something that people say, you're just naturally disciplined. Like, no, I am not. I love to sleep in. I love donuts. I love chocolate. I love to be lazy. I love to take shortcuts. You're not a writer when you publish a book. You're a writer when you sit down in front of your computer and write something today. Your discipline today is what makes you successful, not the finished product at the end. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Janine Amapola. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, hello. I talk all things about bettering yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. I just want people to thrive in all aspects of life. I want to help you become happier and healthier. And a lot of these topics and conversations are indeed coming from a Christian perspective because I've been walking faithfully with Jesus my whole life, but in the last four years, I've really just changed my life and become a more faithful follower of Jesus. And so that has just genuinely impacted literally everything I do, like everything. And so um, that's why I have this podcast. I want to help people thrive in all aspects. And um, today's episode, I believe, will be another one that will help you out. I am wearing, if you're not watching the YouTube video, I am wearing a bright yellow sweater in honor of the happy and healthy colors. It's from this cute little company called Yellow the Label if you guys want to check it out. If you are not watching the YouTube video, you guys can definitely do so. Um, you can also watch this on Spotify. It does play the videos on there as well now, which is kind of cool. But check out the YouTube channel because I do feel like it's more fun to see the guests. And today's guest is someone that is just, I look up to so much. And so if you want to see the conversation a little bit better, check out the YouTube channel. That is just Happy and Healthy Podcast, as always, as well as everything else um, in our Instagrams. But uh, yeah, today, of course, I'm filming this on a Thursday. That's normally my filming day. Doing really, really well today. Um, it's a busy day because there's a lot going on, including me filming two podcasts and some other projects. And I had a meeting earlier and stuff like that. Um, this episode is also pre-filmed. So when I'm filming this, it's not the exact like current time as when the episode is going up. So I'm not really sure where I'll, where I will be around that time. I believe when this episode goes up, it is around February 14th, which is Valentine's day. So I believe I will actually be in South Africa currently. So I'm so honored to be there whenever I am there. Cause I'm clearly not there quite yet. Um, so make sure you're checking out my Instagram. If you want to stay tuned and follow along with that trip and my blog channel, but, um, and also happy Valentine's day. I hope you guys had a good day. If you are, single today you know what that's okay sister don't you even worry god has got your man in his hands i promise you trust me and trust him okay you got this sister but for today's episode, we are going to be bringing on Pastor Craig Rochelle. He is a pastor of Life Church. He has so many locations. He is a husband, a dad, an author of multiple books, a podcast host. He has inspired me so, so much. I mean, he has this, um, so many episodes on habits and leadership, specifically the leadership ones are the ones I listened to at the beginning of 2022 when I really was like, how do I become a better leader? How do I help my team grow in a lot of ways? And so he is someone I genuinely look up to. I've met him. I know his son very well, and um, he's just someone that I am very honored to have on the podcast. So today we are going to be talking about his book, The Power to Change, Creating, No, Mastering the Habits That Matter the Most. I know we are in February, and so maybe you are falling off your goals a little bit or whatever you've created at the beginning of the year. 
I believe this episode is going to re-inspire you to get back onto those habits. I genuinely believe that. So I think you guys should check out this book. It's sold anywhere that books are sold. I cannot wait to finish reading this. I started it and I believe it is a book that is going to help me out so much as well as you. So let's just get right into today's episode. I think you guys are going to love this. If you do, please share it on Instagram or whatever, repost it, tag us, whatever. We will repost you and let us know that you're listening because we'd love to see if you guys are on social media. So thank you guys for checking out today's episode and let's just get right into it and bring on Mr. Mr. I guess that's a good way to introduce him. Mr. Pastor Craig Rochelle. Oh, you guys get the point. All right, let's bring Craig on. Craig, welcome to Happy and Healthy. How are you today? Hey, Jenny, I'm fantastic. I'm really excited to be with you. Thanks for having me. Of course. it. Ha- you've actually been uh, one of my like dream guests to have on, so I was really excited mm-hmm. when your team reached out, and I have your new book. Is what This is what we're going to be talking about today. I'm really excited. We are talking about your new book, The Power to Change, Mastering the Habits That Matter the Most. Um, but before we get into the book, I just want to hear a little bit more about you. Obviously, I know you are a pastor, a multiple book author. You lead so many churches. You also have a podcast, which I listen to a lot. I'm trying to learn how to be a better leader and your podcast is perfect for that. And you're a dad, you're a husband. I mean, literally I'm like, what does he not do? Everyone I talk to, they're like, he's perfect. He's flawless. I'm like, I know. How do we become, how do we become Craig? (laughs) Um, but tell us maybe more. Is there something I left out that there's something that you're working on or that you like to do for fun on the weekends? Thank you for the compliment, by the way. It's, 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 it's way too generous. Uh, yeah. So uh, oddly enough, a few years ago, I was kind of hitting a wall and uh, maybe getting close to burnout. So I started working with a performance psychologist and he suggested, it was kind of crazy. He said, I want you to write down 30 ideas of something new to try. And I thought, I don't have time to try one thing. And so he, he really said, and then he kind of gave me some parameters. And then he said, because of the intensity of the work and how much mental energy I put into it, for my personality type, he said, I want you to find something that's um, high adrenaline, feels risky, kind of feels dangerous, and gave me some ideas. Well, I only came up with maybe five ideas. I ended up try- trying two of them. And since then, kind of new interests that I have, and it's really fun at my age to have new interests because a lot of times people don't later in life. I took up uh, jujitsu. And which a lot of people don't know what that is, but basically if you watch MMA, whenever they drop to the ground, whatever happens on the ground, that's typically jujitsu. And so it's the, uh, it's the ground, ground fighting game. And I'm th- three years into that, still uh, get beat more often than not, but it's really, really fun. And then I also started flying planes. I got my private pilot's license. And then I um, took, uh, um, right now I'm almost finished with getting my instrument rating, which for those that don't know anything about flying, it's actually more work to get that than it is to get your private pilot's license. So those are two new, very um, interesting things I never thought I would do that are really, really challenging, really humbling because I'm not great at them yet. and, um, but, but I will be great before you ever fly with me in a plane. <laughs> uh, I hope so. I, I love that though. I think more people need to have that mentality of like, it doesn't matter how old you are, how busy, like always be willing to try something new or learn something new. Because I think like in the beginning of the year, which we'll talk about this, like everyone's excited to try something new, but then it sure. fades away. You fall off. You're like, Oh, this isn't for me because no one really wants to do things that they aren't good at, but it's like, well, how are you going right. to get good at it if you don't keep doing it? So, hundred percent, yeah, 
agree totally. But that's really, really cool. Okay, yeah, so one you. question I have for you before we get into the main podcast, which is what I want to start asking all my guests is, what is something you wish younger you did sooner that contributed to your health and happiness? Because this podcast name is Happy and Healthy. So you want to talk about that? Yeah, so I, that's a hard question because there's there's a lot of things. So, you know, if, if we're talking about physical health, it'd be one thing. Spiritual health would be another. I think overall... Uh, the thing that I tried to do for years and failed that's been really helpful to me is the discipline of, of journaling. And uh, the long story behind it is that, you know, I, I just couldn't get it. I just couldn't write for 30 minutes a day or whatever. And someone gave me a five-year journal, which is pretty cool, Janine, because it's got like five lines. And so you literally just write what's happening and then you go on. And then the next year, you can look at the very year on the same day. So on January the 18th, you could look at January the 18th, the year before. And it was incredibly helpful to me because I saw consistency and I was uh, trying to solve some of the same problems or make some of the same changes, which was interesting. Or I saw where God was faithful and, it, and there are things that were a real burden. He had worked them out. And so seeing year over year was was um, helpful to me and just putting thoughts down. So holistically, I think that documenting what's happening, what I'm thinking, the questions I'm asking, and literally it's it's less than five minutes a day. That was probably the most holistic discipline I wish I'd done earlier. Wow, I love that. And I, I recommend that to people all the time. I've been journaling since I was literally 13, which is so cool. I can go all the way back. And I mean, the Bible is, doesn't, isn't there a verse that says something like, write it down, make it clear, make it plain? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you're, you're the pastor. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so... You wrote this book. I know you talk about habits all the time. I mean, I've listened to your podcast. You're a big fan of James Clear, as am I. Love James Clear, which I'm sure inspired part of this book because he is like the habits master. Um, Have you always been good at your habits? When was kind of like the breaking point? Because like I said, you have so many things you're balancing, family, church, pastor, you know, all these things. Like when did habits really start like clicking for you? So uh, interestingly enough, if you would have looked at my life early on, I would have said, I've got more bad habits than good habits. And James Clear, his book is a classic Atomic Habits. If your community hasn't read it, they need to read it. There's another book that's uh, by Charles Duhigg called The Power of Habit, which in my opinion is really, really helpful. Both those were kind of formative in my ideas. And what what I started realizing, kind of like I said in the journaling, is that there are certain things that... I wanted to change year over year over year and just could not change them. When I started studying habits from both a spiritual perspective and also just from a scientific perspective, which, you know, what is science? Really, it's just the uh, practical application of what God already created anyway. I learned that I was really trying to change or trying to create habits um, in a wrong way, Uh, kind of like almost in my own power. And when I started to learn a different way of approaching habits, it became not something that felt like an obligatory duty that, yeah, you got to do these horrible things. Uh, it became something that was more like a, a spiritual passion and a calling and something to be excited about. And when my mind shifted, uh, it went from being something that I thought I could never have a lot of great habits to being someone that really is passionate about other people helping them have great habits. Mm. Wow, that's really great. That's awesome. So have you always been pretty disciplined and motivated as well? Not at all. Not at all. No. So I, I, if people look at me now, they say, Craig's a very disciplined person. And I would tell you that humbly that after years and years, yes, I am disciplined. But people say, you're just naturally disciplined. Like, no, I am not. I love to sleep in. I love 
donuts. I love chocolate. I love to be lazy. I love to take shortcuts. So by nature, I am not disciplined whatsoever. And so what I had to do is I had to start changing. First of all, many people think you change your external habits. What I've learned is it's way more important to change your internal identity because because what is the number one influencer in, in the things you do? What you think of you determines what you do. You do what you do because of what you think of you. And so my identity drives my habits, which my habits then drives my identity. So I had to first start by by doing a few small disciplines, and I, and I don't, I don't want to be boring, but, but, but when I say small, I mean small. A first game-changing habit for me, and this idea came from uh, Duhigg's book. He called them keystone habits, and you would have these. If we talked for a while, we could pull them out. We might even try that for fun. But there's certain things that if you do this one little thing, then you tend to do more good things. And the absence of that one little habit tends to trigger the absence of other good habits. It's a keystone habit is what he calls it. I started flossing, and the reason I started flossing is because I hate flossing. And so when I when I did this one little thing every day, it I was telling myself, hey, I do things I don't want to do. I'm a disciplined person. And I joke around and say, because I floss, now I read the Bible, I eat good, I sleep good, I, I'm productive at work, I come home, I have a great wife, and we have six kids because I floss. If I didn't floss, I would uh, not read my Bible. Maybe I wouldn't be as healthy, I wouldn't eat as good, I wouldn't be as productive, I'd come home and my wife would kill me. And so all good things come from flossing. It's a little bit of an overstatement, but not entirely that one little discipline started to change my identity to starting to learn I'm a disciplined person. Today, I would tell you I am a disciplined person, but I got there one small habit at a time that redefined my identity. And that's what I'm trying to help people do in the book, The Power to Change. That is so, so good. And it's that's just so biblical. I mean, it goes back to that Bible verse, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And that's exactly like where it comes comes from is like what you think is what you become. And so it's like, I wonder if we just changed our mentalities and our thinking and our thoughts, who would we become? The, the, our minds are so powerful. And so I love that that's like what you start with is because that that is so true and it's so, so biblical. Um, so, you know, like, obviously we're, you know, we're in February now. People have written their goals. This is usually when people start to drop off. What are like your tips for the people that are like, okay, I wrote 20 goals and I've only done one of them so far. How can people have longevity when creating these goals and these habits to make it to December? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I've talked about BetterHelp before as well as counseling before. And counseling is something I did after going through a pretty rough situation in my life. And so I definitely found it to be very therapeutic and beneficial. Well, hence why it's called therapy because it can be super beneficial. So if you're feeling down or overwhelmed or just like something is bogging you down, that is definitely where working with a therapist can help you get closer to being the best version of yourself. And so sometimes you just need someone to just speak in a situation or give you advice. And so that's where BetterHelp can come into. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no charge. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash healthy today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp.com slash healthy. 
That's a great question, and I can't remember the exact statistic, but I think it's like February the 13th is the 80% drop-off day, something like that. Like Literally, most people by, by mid-February have dropped off. And I would say if they have established one, hit one of their goals out of 20, I'd say kind of congratulations, meaning that's at least you've, at least you've done one. And here's what I would say, too, is – I'm not a big fan, and I'm not going to talk anybody out of this, but I'm not a big fan of starting things on January the 1st. Uh, why do you wait till then? It, what's, what's, what's with that day? I would say you start when you're ready to make a change and start now. And then I'm also not a big fan of having 20 um, goals or trying to change 20 habits because I can barely do three things, right? My, my recommendation is choose one thing and one thing alone until that habit's established. For me, I, I did, um, I would adopt one new intentional habit a year and I could go through a list of very boring, very small, incredibly small habits. You know, pray with my wife was one, uh, read through the Bible every year was one, uh, plan my meals was one, uh, journaling was one year, uh, um, drinking a gallon of water one year, working out at least five times a week one year. All these little things, just one at a time, year over year over year, compounded into a life full of good habits. So the goal is not to do it all at once or you're going to fail and feel like, um, like you're, you're no good. I would say start with identity, and that is what type of person do you want to be? We're not looking at external, but who do you want to become? And then based on who you want to become, what is one habit you need to start? Or it may be what's one habit you need to break. So we're going to start with identity. Maybe like I want to be um, a person who eats healthy. I want to be a person who's more present or I want to be a person who um, is wise with their money or whatever it is. And then you determine kind of the, the identity um, goal. And then based on who I want to become, what is one thing, just one thing, one habit I need to start or one that I need to break. And then you do it. And once you start it or when you break it, and once that's established, then it's a habit, then it's automatic, then you don't have to think about it. Then that starts to reinforce your identity of I am a person who is present, or I'm a person who's engaged with my kids or whatever it is. Um, and then once one is established, then you add another one and then another one in, 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 over time. And then your identity becomes, I am this and my habits confirm my identity and my identity confirms, propels my habits. That's so good. And I guess two questions following up with that. What would you say is the difference between a habit versus a goal or are they the same? Yeah, no, no, no. no. So a goal is something you want to accomplish in the future. A habit's automatic. A habit is just what we do. The vast majority of what we do is habitual. The vast majority. Uh, this morning you woke up, you did whatever you did for breakfast, you did whatever kind of routine you have, any kind of devotion, any kind of thought process, you picked out your clothes, you, if you drove somewhere, you drove there automatically, it's, it's, it's habitual. And our habits are determining our destiny, period. It's, we, are, we are a result of our habits. The quality of our life is a reflection of the quality of our habits. A goal is what we want to accomplish. So what I want to do is, I'm gonna, honestly, I'm a little less goal-oriented and I'm a habit fanatic because the, ha the right habits create the right life. So if I have a goal out there of, let's say, um, I want to lose 20 pounds or whatever, that's, a, that's not a bad goal. But something better would be to say, I want to create the habit of working out three times a week. The right habits will eventually create the goals. And then, then one day, so that was mine, I started working out. Then I started meal prepping. And so then 
Uh, so if you're working out and if you're meal prepping, and then I added all these different supplements that are, you know, I've studied my body, what's good for it. So if I'm someone who has the habit of meal prepping and I have the habit of working out and I have the habit of drinking a gallon of water a day and I have the habit of taking these surf, surf, what happens later? I re, I'm reaching my, my physical goals. So I think I prefer creating the right rhythms and the right rhythms create the outcome. So I'm not successful when I lose 20 pounds in the future. So I'm not successful when I reach my goal in the future. I'm successful when I did my deal today. And that builds your confidence, that builds momentum. And that's why when I talk about a different mindset, I really believe in a different mindset. If you think about change a different way, you can, with the help of God, you can change in, in massive God-honoring ways. Mm, that's so good. I love that it's more like, when you accomplish it in the daily disciplines, like that's an incentive versus like, no, when I get there in six months or a year, because it feels like forever. And as humans, we're so incentive based. It's like, we need to feel like I checked the box. I did something. And that's a better way. I think of looking at it instead of at the end of the year, like, yeah, you did it. It's like, no, I actually did it today and the next day and the next day to kind of borrow from a James Clear teaching, he, he would say something like this, like, you're not a writer when you publish a book, you're a writer when you sit down in front of your computer and write something today. So you're, you are, your discipline today is what's going to, is, is what makes you successful, not the finished product at the end. Wow. Okay. I like that. How long did it take you to form, like, give me an example of one of your habits. How long did it take you to form that? So it's interesting. Uh, there's a lot of different research on how long it takes to form a habit. Some people say 17 days or some that say seven, uh, 34. There's some that says it takes 60. I, I don't know how long it takes to form a habit, but what happens is there is a time in your life when you say, now that's a part of my life. So in the early years, I was intimidated to go to the gym. Oddly enough, I was, I was a college, college athlete, I didn't know what to do in the gym. So I'd go in the gym and there are all these meatheads throwing weight around and I'd walk in there and be like, uh, and so I was a person who was trying to work out. And what happened for me, Janine, is there's a, just a, a simple change in a word that's really a game changer for me is uh, if people aren't making a big difference, I would say stop trying and start training. A very big difference, okay? If I'm trying, that gives me excuse. I'm trying, but I may not make it. If I'm in training, it's a whole different mindset because when you're in training, you buy the workout gear, you have the mindset, you have a plan. And the day, the day you become someone that's not trying to go to the gym, but you are someone who goes to the gym, that's when it's a habit, it, when it becomes a part of your identity and then it's automatic. And so that's what I would say for people is um, pick one and do it until you know this isn't something I'm trying to do, but I'm in training, this is who I am. For example... I was trying to become a pilot. I'm a pilot now. I'm a, I'm a pilot in training. I'm a pilot. I'm trying to be someone who's good at jiu-jitsu. I'm actually not just trying. I'm, I'm in training, meaning do you probably don't want to mess with me right now unless you're way better than me, and then, then you probably can. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like it's uh, not something I'm trying to do. It's a, it's a mindset. And so how long does it take? And the answer probably is going to vary. But just because you fail for a day or two days doesn't mean you're a failure. That's good. You, you have to almost factor in some off days, some off moments, and that's just a part of it. I, uh, I quit jiu-jitsu for three months after getting a hernia. I, got, I had a bad landing, scared me really bad. I almost quit uh, fl flying. But you, you show back up. You show back up. You show back up and tell us a part of who you are. Dang, that's so good. That's like me with snowboarding. The first time I went, 
basically bruised my bruised my tailbone, but I got back up and I did it again, and now I snowboard. So that's yeah. awesome. And you told me before it took you four trips or so. Yeah, it did. So, and yeah. I'm still learning. I'll always be learning. I always want to keep learning. Yeah, that's awesome. So may, so maybe I'll try snowboarding next time in 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 honor of you. I encourage you seriously. Like, please try it. And I, I'm curious to hear what my my, how it goes. my next ski trip is with some friends. I have to go when nobody's watching. <laughs> so, yeah, because they'll beat you down every single time. You'll be stuck at right. the top. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So why do you think people keep failing? Because and I want to know like what were some reasons why you kept failing, and why do you think other people keep failing when they keep trying? Well, there's a, there's a lot of reasons. So. Um, one of the reasons is that we think the standard is perfection. And so we think that any momentary failure is a permanent failure. And we just have to get over that. That there's going to, we, we have to have, uh, you have to understand this is going to be two steps forward, one step back and such. The other thing too is what's really interesting about um, bad habits is typically when we do something wrong that's enjoyable, the payoff is immediately immediate, right? Like if there's a big piece of chocolate cake and ice cream with some chocolate syrup on it, which I love, if I eat that, I enjoy it immediately. So the payoff seems immediate. If instead I say no to that, and what do I eat? I eat some celery and carrots or something. That, and then I go way on the scale at the end of the day, there's, there's, no, different, there's no difference at all. And so the, re, the positive return from our good habits is often delayed. And the immediate return from the bad habits, even though it's not good, is, is immediate. And so what we have to do is we have to take a long-term mindset toward this. And what I love about, I don't really love getting older, but what I love about being older is the compounding effect of good habits. Meaning, I never knew I could be so close to my wife, but when you pray together and you read scripture together and when you have a date every week and when you make each other a priority, you can have an incredible marriage. And to be someone my age that's in physical shape, when you have the right habits, it leads to that. When you um, have the right spiritual disciplines, it leads to spiritual confidence and spiritual intimacy. The, uh, the great thing is that when you, um, uh, when you start to add the right habits, you see the benefit of it, and it becomes not something you dread. It's like, I got to do the hard thing. It's because it becomes something that you love and something that you embrace. Yeah, that's such a good point. It's it's definitely going back to like the 1% increase. Like you don't see the 1% until you get to the exactly. end of the year and it's 365% increase and you're like, whoa. So yeah, the daily decisions, they they amount to something great. And that reminds me, I need to have you and um, Amy, right? Amy's your wife? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I need yeah. to have y'all on and like how to have a successful marriage because I know some people want to know that. <laughs> and y'all are great she, role models in that. Thank you. She is, uh, she's got the wisdom for sure. <laughs> I'll have to have her on sometime. I love that. Okay, so... Um, how can we bring God into these changes? Because as we know, like we, you know, we're still sinners. We still struggle with stuff. Like I don't believe we can truly ever fully overcome things without Christ. How do we bring God into these habits, bring God into these changes and stuff like that? So I'm, I'm so glad that you asked. And I, I would say this, um, and it, again, one of the fundamental challenges is that so many people, when they think of change, they think of behavior modification, meaning I have to change something. And that's not bad. Uh, behavior modification is good. But instead of behavior modification, what really is lasting change is not behavior modification, but is spiritual transformation, meaning that, that we are being transformed, that our mind is being renewed, that we're being renewed and washed by the water of God's word, um, and we're being completely transformed. And so a lot of times, why do we, why do we wear out? 
Well, willpower, we all have a limited amount of willpower. And the more willpower we use, the more we lose. Meaning it's, it's not just naturally replenishable. If I say no to a very good donut and say no again, and there's more donuts around, literally that's, that's draining my willpower. Willpower wanes. So what we want is we want not just willpower, but we want the help of the spiritual power of God. And not just to sound like too much of a preacher, but I, I will go ahead and sound like a preacher, that, that, we, that when we're weak, his strength is made perfect in us. And so I have some, like, some declarations that I say, and one of my declarations is this, um, because I was not disciplined, and I am, but I, what I say is this, that Christ in, as I say this, I am disciplined. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. I am disciplined, but it's not me. It's, it's his power. It's Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. And that's, I say it over and over again. So when I am tempted, when I'm weak, when I'm vulnerable, when I'm feeling whatever, at this point, it's not just my willpower, but it's the power and the strength of Christ in me that's doing something special. Wow, that's good. I love that. And always bringing it back to Christ is so, so, so important. Yes, and so I would just say this too, like find a Bible verse and latch on to it in any area of your life that you want to and and let that be your driving force. And so then if I'm not just doing this for me or for self-betterment, but I'm doing it for the glory of God. And on the physical end, that's what changed it for me is, okay, so I like working out, but I also like eating anything I wanted to. And so when I realized that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, why am I going to treat, treat the temple like trash? Um, I, I want to put into it what honors God. So I was able to then change my eating habits, not by willpower, but by a desire to honor God. And then it got easy. And so early on, it's like, you know, I still want all the junk food. Now, um, my taste buds have changed. Now my, my diet is predictable, it's planned, and it is based on the body that God gave me. It is, um, to the best of my research, is healthy, God-honoring, and will um, give me the strength to serve Him effectively. So it's not just, it's not a self-motivated thing, but it's a God-honoring um, drive, and that completely changes everything. That is so true. And I feel like, you know, when we're only relying upon ourselves and we are sustaining ourselves, we're bound to fall. And so when there's something greater and bigger than yourself motivating yourself, I mean, exactly when you give the example of like, I'm not going to treat God's temple like trash, like that's having something outside of yourself motivate yourself. Because I think if we only look inwards, like we are going to fall. And I've seen that happen in my own life. I'm sure you have. And so that's such a good point. Thank you for sharing that. Um, okay, so I have about two more questions for you. So people may look at you and they're like, man, Craig is crushing it. How do you kind of like help people avoid comparing themselves to you or even people in general that, you know, they look online, they're like, man, you have mastered this. How do you kind of help people understand like, no, I'm still struggling. Like how can people avoid comparing themselves to you or other people that seem like they have it all perfectly together? That's a really important question because obviously probably more today than ever in the history of the world is tempting to compare. And uh, I've said, you know, the fastest way to kill something special is to compare it to something else. And, and, and God made people with, with incredible callings. Um, and so one of the things, especially kind of in, in personal or spiritual development, I'll try to help people see is like, you know, you shouldn't strive to have the same habit, habits as I do because you don't have the same calling that I do. And what we really, really want to do is is try to be God-honoring in the way that we live our lives. And if we're always 
if I mean, I mean, I'm on social media just like you are, but if I spend more time there than I do in God's word, then I'm going to be comparing myself to what everybody else is doing instead of letting the word of God um, renew me. And it's, it's just a matter of what you consume. I mean, if you, if you, if you consume the things that you can compare to, it's going to, it's going to steal your heart from the things that are, that are most important. And, uh, it's, it's a battle that all of us have to deal with kind of was, was, um, special to me is the more comfortable you get in your calling, the easier it is to cheer someone else on in theirs. And I don't know if I could have done this in my twenties or thirties. It, it might've just taken time, but I felt threatened. I felt like I had something to prove at this stage of the game in, in my fifties. I feel like if I'm honoring God in my marriage, if I'm fulfilling calling and ministry, if I'm investing in, in my kids, the rest of it, someone else can do, they can win all those other things. But my circle of what matters to me has gotten smaller and it's enabled me to be more focused in that. And so I would just say, like, really narrow down your wins. You cannot win at everything, but you can win at a few things. And what are those few things that are most God-honoring for you? And then pour your heart into those. Uh, and we can't all win the same, meaning like when I interviewed Tim Tebow, we came, he came in here. I've never felt so insecure in front of a giant of a beast of a man. I can't be that, but he's Tim Tebow, right? But I can be the best version of me. And at this age, I'm going to be the best version of me. At the age of 70, I promise you, my goal is to be the most God-honoring version of me at that point. And um, it's not easy. It's like a, it's, it's got to be a constant focus, but we keep our eyes on Jesus. We fix our eyes on the author and the perfecter of our faith. And those aren't just words. That's, that's truth. Without it, we're going to compare if we can stay in our lane, run our race, we can we can do something special. Man, powerful. I have nothing to add to that. That was that was a mic drop right there. <laughs> Thank you. That was so good. Um, yeah, because I think, yeah, a lot of people might look at you or even me and they're like, oh, for sure, they have got this down. And I mean, I know for sure, like, I do have some good habits, but I slip up all the time. When you brought up the yeah, social media thing, I'm like, ooh, that, that convicted me because... I'd be scrolling way too much on there sometimes. Yeah, so what you can do, like, so, you know, our church created the YouVersion Bible app, right? And so when I looked at when I looked at my time on Instagram versus my time in the Bible app. Yeah, big discrepancy, big discrepancy that, for sure. That, that tells a story right there. Yeah, exactly. We can, we can change that story. If we need to change it, we need to change it. Amen. Okay. Two questions for you. So yes. what are some of your like daily habits? Like I know you said my habits are going to be different than yours because my lane is different, which I love that. But I would, I am curious to hear like, what are non-negotiables in your day that you have to do? It's hard to even describe. There's, there's a lot. So there's, it's like, um, I get up early. I spend time with God. I eat the same thing for breakfast every day. It's boring, but I do. I, uh, if Amy's not awake, I wake her up and I pray with her before she leaves. Or if she's awake, I, I pray with her. I'm usually the first one in the office. I, um, I write down three priorities for the day. My snacks are planned out. My lunch is pre, they're pre-purchased. They're ready to go. They're, um, I don't go out to, I don't go out to restaurants. I have my afternoon snacks ready. I leave the office almost every day at 345, uh, which is, early. And then I go and do something that disconnects my mind. I go to the gym or I go fly or go do jujitsu. Um, and I, I get in workouts at least five times a week and I, st I study at the same time, you know, so my, my life, 
I have one fixed meeting a week. My life is just a very boring rhythm that works. It's, it's nothing but boring, predictable. Uh, th- we're recording this today on the only day that I take meetings. This is the day that I do, and I'm doing three podcasts a day because this is the day I do podcasts. And so it's just a, um, not everyone should be like that by any means. But what you want to do is you want to create the habits that serve the vision of the person that you want to be. And this is for, for me to be home with Amy, I got to be really focused during the day um, by giving myself a hard end of the day. Think about this, Jeanine. So a hard end of the day, meaning I don't stay until the work's done, but I have a hard time. What does it make me do? It makes me make decisions faster. It makes me delegate things that I shouldn't be doing. It makes me say no to things I shouldn't be doing. That's a, most people would say, well, that's kind of weird. That's actually a discipline that makes me sharper during the day. So everything is designed to um, create the outcomes that we want to create. But again, we're working on what are the inputs, inputs, inputs. We don't start with outcomes. What are the inputs that we need to have that create the right outcomes? And then we drive those inputs. Wow. Gosh, this makes me even more excited to continue reading your book. I feel like I have so much to learn. (laughs) So do you ever feel overwhelmed by the amount of things? Like, do you get super stressed out or are you like, nope, I've got this down? Like, do you feel overwhelmed by the amount of habits you are doing daily? I would say once the hat, so I become, I feel overwhelmed by what I have to do, but I don't feel overwhelmed by the habits because the habits are just a part of life. And, and they are, for example, I leave at three forty-five, and I'm going somewhere. Well, how does, how do you do that? Because it's a, it's a habit. It's a part of life. And it's, if I don't do that, it doesn't give my, my mind the disconnect and my body, the renewal that I need. So by having a lot of habits, I don't, I don't think you can be overwhelmed by having too many of the right habits. I think, I think it's easy to be overwhelmed by having too much to do. And, and I can be overwhelmed by the weight and the responsibility at times. And that's why I have to create the right habits. And so what happens is when we feel overwhelmed at work, then we start cutting corners on the habits. So we don't pray. We don't read the word. We don't work out. We eat too, the wrong stuff late at night. And so what we have to do is we have to fight to keep those habits in place because that was, that's what makes us healthy otherwise. And if the other stuff creates unhealthy habits, then it compounds in a negative way. So um, I'm not going to say it's easy by any means. It's a fight for it. But when you do create the right habits, what is it? It's a habit. It's a part of, it's a part of your life. Then it's not something you choose. It's a reflection of who you are. And if, if what you do is an intentional reflection of who you want to become – then that's when you know you're living a life that's honoring God. Mm, very, very good. I like that. Do you feel like, and I'm contemplating whether leaving this question in or out because it involves like money. And I do think that, you know, with us and our jobs, we do have the privilege of having like a team or assistants or people helping us. Do you feel like how, what would your advice be, I guess, for people that are like, well, I don't have an assistant. I don't have, I can't afford meal prepping. I can't, like, mm-hmm. how can people that are, you know, more in the regular nine to five and don't have a team behind them helping them, how can they still do the same thing? Well, I'm glad you did ask that question because I, th- I think that we can all do um, whatever is right in the scene that we're in. Meaning, like, there was a time when I didn't buy protein because it was $30 a bottle. And I mean, that's 100% I wouldn't buy that at all. Meal prepping would have been out of out of the question at, at, at a different time. So I would just say what you want to do is you want to look at your season of life and what you can do and then do what you do what you can do then. And what happens is uh, when you're it's really crazy and I don't, I don't want to sound this isn't a prosperity gospel message, but when you start doing the right things, you start 
getting more confidence. And when you have more confidence, you tend to do better at work. And when you do better at work, you tend to make more money. And then when you feel good and you know you're calling, you tend to give more money and you're more generous. And you start to just find that you, you tend to walk in the blessings um, more frequently. If you instead don't do anything and you continue in your bad habits, what happens is you don't have a good identity, self-identity. You don't feel confident. You don't feel like you're getting closer to God. You don't perform as well at work and you tend to feel really, really stuck. And that's why I want to make it as easy as I can for people and just say, who do you want to be? Let's keep it simple based on who you want to be. What's one thing you want to do in that direction? Just one thing. Let's just do one thing. Just do one thing. And then once you do that one thing, that one thing helps reinforce the identity you want. And suddenly you've got momentum. And so let's just do, let's just do one thing. And let's not be in a rush, but once you do one thing and then another thing and then another thing, one thing you wake up, you know that the older you get, time goes by fast. Three years go by, and guess what? You got three new habits that are moving you in the direction you want to go. That's a lot. Ten years is ten habits or more. And then um, then one day you look back and go, wow, I had no idea how God, how far God would actually take me. Wow. Powerful. I love that. Yeah, it's like you're basically reaping what you sow, but you're reaping into your, um, you're sowing into your identity because that's where everything flows out of. And so that's a great way of saying it. You are, you are sowing into your identity. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Well, I don't have any more questions. I am thoroughly inspired. Um, definitely cannot wait to finish reading your book. And I know my audience is going to love this. I mean, this is something they ask me about all the time is just like, how do you do it? How are you so motivated? How are you so disciplined? And it's exactly what you say. You just go back to your habits. Like the only reason why you can do it is because of your habits. And so thank you for sharing your wisdom. Um, thank you for coming on. Um, I'm excited for people to get their hands on your book. It is out February 14th. So right around when this podcast launches and I'm assuming they can get it anywhere where books are sold. They they can. And, and, um, and I just want to say also to you, congratulations at your, how, how old are you now? 28. 28. Can you, at, the, at your stage of life of creating um, really valuable content to help a lot of people and and stewarding well the influence that um, God's given you and you've earned over time, that uh, at 28, I wasn't reaching nearly as many people as you're reaching right now. And so think about what your upside is. And I just want to say thank you for using what you have to make a difference. It's, uh, it's, it's meaningful. And I hope you feel, uh, feel good about it. So thanks for letting me be a part of it. Gosh, thank you. I don't think I've ever had a guest do that. Like, I don't think I've ever had a guest just like, thank me or bless me. So I really appreciate that. That was very sweet. Thank you. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's meaningful. And maybe you haven't had a guest as old as I am, but when you're, when you're my age, you can look back and say, someone who's doing what you're doing at 28, it's going to be scary to think of what you're doing at 38 if you keep on this track. And I know you will. Mm, thank you. Wow. That's a powerful thing to think about where I'll be in 10 years. Dang. All right. Thank you so much, Craig. I okay, thoroughly great. appreciate this. And I will uh, see you soon on social media. And I hope to see you snowboarding soon. <laughs> I'll see you snowboarding soon. Take care. All right, you guys, that was today's episode with Pastor Craig Rochelle. My goodness, he inspires me. Like, I genuinely just feel amped up. I'm like, let's freaking go. Like, I feel so excited to just get the ball rolling of like habits and mastering that and create an identity that is focused on God, but knowing that there's nothing you can't do. Like this just re-inspired me that like, if you set your mind to something or if you partner with God or you create the identity of who you want to be in the Lord, like 
there's nothing you can't do. There's so many things. I remember when I had like a limited mindset or belief about myself and about God, but because of that, I didn't accomplish things I wanted to accomplish. So this just re-inspired me. Like y'all, it starts with your identity. Do you believe you are who God says you are? Do you believe you are enough? Do you believe that you can do the things you set your mind to? And if you don't, then you're right. You can't. And so change your mindset, change your identity. And this just really, really re-inspired me. So Thank you again to Craig Rochelle for joining me on today's episode. Um, if you guys want to get any more of the social media stuff or like more clips and stuff, um, check out our podcast Instagram. That is Happy and Healthy Podcast, our TikTok as well. And my Instagram, I post on there every single day pretty much. That's just Janina Mapola. Thank you guys again so much for joining me on today's episode. Um, I'll be posting another one again next Tuesday. So until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, y'all. <laughs>